Oh, hi there. Welcome back to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Are cargo shorts the best article of clothing in both form and function? Do humans have the right to inhabit another planet? And who would win, the Greek gods or the Roman gods? Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. I'm Jake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt, literally wearing cargo shorts. And this is (laughs) Qualified Nonsense. Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship. So we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it. I'm seriously wearing cargo shirts right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, fucking can't go wrong with Costco, the Gary brand. Oh, man. Give a, little extra, give a little extra stretch for your dad bod that you're filling out at Costco. <clears throat> I haven't gotten uh, uh, clothes from Costco in ages. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of the cargo short. I think it. Uh, I think it's what, uh, just one. Yeah, one leg, one pair, like one, one pocket, <laughs> or no, just cargo shorts, short pants. Uh, oh, he's throwing us car- off for a loop. Cargo capris. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Ooh. Can you do cargo jorts? <laughs> mm, Ooh, mm. I don't know that I've worn <laughs> cargo jorts. <laughs> what about uh, cargo pants instead of cargo shorts? No. Um. Those were big in when we were in high school. Yeah, weren't they? Were they not? Yeah. I, I to be honest, not uh, not the best judge of what was. Uh, oh, they totally were. Yeah. That's when old old navy was doing like five dollar fleeces and Jinko jeans were still like I I don't know like because you I feel like Jinko is pretty much cargos because they're pockets. I mean, like half your leg was a pocket. Yeah, it was a time when you could wear a turtleneck sweater and cargo pants and look cool. Man, well, you still can. You still can. Just depends True. on who you're looking cool to. So, with that, <laughs> with, our, with our cargo <laughs> short uh, preferences, we like to lead off. Yeah, spoken for. Uh, why don't uh, Jake you lead us off with a little fun fact about yourself? Oh, a fun fact about me is that <clears throat> at the ripe age of ten years old, I could make a perfect. Manhattan, and I'm saying perfect because <laughs> my folks showed my, my my folks showed me how to make Manhattan, and uh, and I made them for family events, and I was particularly proud of it, and I made them quite well, and I got many compliments. Was it because I was ten? Perhaps, but I think that they were pretty good because I've made them the same way ever since, and they're still yummy, yummy. If you're ten years old, drinks at family gatherings, they they'll let you know if they're wrong. That's true. Or or they are Jake. with the back of their hand. No, <laughs> they're just fans because you're making pint size glasses of uh, Manhattan. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's a really good point, because uh, when Anna and I started uh, dating, I when I made her a Manhattan, she's like, Jesus is a big drink. And I realized I was using the double side of a jigger and <laughs> I was I was making these like giant, giant drinks. So 
10 year old jake running around the house you want a shorter or tall there darling (laughs) (laughs) that that reminds me i I used to work with a guy who he uh, said he was golfing uh, one time and uh the golf cart girl he said like she was clearly new or something but uh she rode up with the drink cart uh and he, he was golfing and uh she you know asked for drinks and he said he he wanted a jameson and so she poured him a pint glass full of jameson (laughs) and she was like that'll that'll be five bucks or whatever (laughs) Uh, oh my god so it's like the the estacada golf course or something (laughs) uh i don't know where it was but he said he just gave her a 20 and told her to keep it but (laughs) after after shooting as many golf events as we have um I don't want to say the cart girls, but the cart, like the people that drive around with alcohol on the carts, I feel like they have one interest in mind and it is how much they're going to make that day in tips. And that's all they care about. So if, if you like, it's $5 that like people golfing will gladly give you like some dude walked up to me and gave me 20 bucks just to take a photo of him and his buddy. And I wasn't providing alcohol. Like I can only <laughs> imagine how much they walk away within a day. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe she did know what she was doing. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine most of those people are gigging, right? They're <clears throat> they're oh, yeah. going to be showing up for uh, like an event from a call list. Uh, Matt, <laughs> do you have a fun fact? Uh, fun fact is I did not know how to dive into a swimming pool until I was an adult. I was too scared to actually dive into a pool. So, yeah, I uh, I learned how to dive when I lived with my aunt and uncle in San Diego, and it was embarrassing but fun. A lot of belly flops. Uh, uh, A lot of like, I would call them trust falls. (laughs) Okay. He's like, oh, here we go. Oh, shit. (laughs) That turned into belly flops. But yeah. How about you, Brandon? I've ever learned to dive. Did you guys used to go to the Sandy? It's weird. Yeah. That's where I learned how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, guess I learned with my mom they, they on had a Friday night. Bo- they, had a, they had a diving board. Yeah, and like I a think 12 maybe foot they, they did teach us. 15 but... foot. Section. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had it, but like, have you ever used a diving board to actually dive? I use it to <laughs> yeah. I use it to do stupid things. Oh, sure. That's true. The line and you you would want to be like, all right. Have you ever done like a high dive? No, I'd like to. That'd be right. pretty. But I don't want to I don't want to get everybody kicked out of the pool and have to clean it because I'd probably <laughs> shit myself on the way down. But <laughs> That's what we're going to do for our first video streaming episode is watch me and Brandon will be down. We'll watch Jake go do his high dive and then we'll. uh, I remember back. Nice. When was that? It was like when we were younger and we went to that spot along the Salmon River in Welch's and there was a Mm -hmm. kind of like a rock canyon sort of thing that I remember jumping off of. And um that was kind of scary, but <laughs> there's that just because, the, just because the rock that, wall was like, it was pretty narrow and I was worried about jumping too far and like, yeah, the, where was that? That was the, up in rhododendron in Oregon or just above, or just, yeah. above. it wasn't, it, it was, um, it was by that thrift way. Yeah, yeah. It's like you take a turn at that thrift way and go all the way down. Like kind of like you're going yeah, to the resort that's at right, the mountain. That's right. And, you're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there's also a, a spot like that in Estacada where the bridge is like just elevated enough that you can jump off of it. Pure nice. pressure, man. Anyway, <laughs> Brandon, fun fact. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I mentioned it last time, but I used to do open mic stand-up comedy for a little bit. 
All right, looks like we've got five minutes to fill a type five. And <laughs> Brandon, who has a red light, but I uh, know um, you want to be uh, a star, don't you? I I really I don't re- remember a lot of my jokes. The 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 one that I do remember, I, I said last time, which was the Burger Kings one. But I could find my little notebook and maybe well pull out to do gems. that. Uh... Mine for that'll gym. be another that maybe that'll be like a a, a sub goal or something. Well, let's uh, go I mean, ahead and uh, let's go ahead and take our break, and then we will uh, go look for Brandon's notebook, and we'll get back with some uh, questions. Okay, welcome back. I did not find my stand-up notebook. I would have to. That was like three moves ago when I had it. So. It's somewhere though. Well, uh, okay, I'll, I'll hunt for it, and it might make a might make a an appearance on the show at some point. Maybe you'll have to go back to the the writing room, you know, <laughs> write some new ones. Sure, you've grown. I mean, obviously, I was so successful. But as far as this show goes, if you'd like our yeah. advice on anything and everything, send us an email at qualifiednonsense at gmail dot com or send us a DM on our socials. First question. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> First question comes from Anonymous. They write, Hi, Qualified Nonsense. My husband and I bought our first house this year, and even though I am against firearms in the home, my husband keeps pressuring me about getting a gun. I am 100% against guns and don't think anyone should own one. He knew this when we first started dating and was okay with it. I have spoken with him about getting a taser or pepper spray, but he keeps begging. Uh, he keeps bringing up getting a gun. Help! Is this a? Uh, I'm gonna read this as in he wants a gun in the house for household protection, and not that he's asking you to get a gun, anonymous. But I, I mean, stick stick to your stick to your guns. <laughs> oh, not meant to be a pun, but really, I, I mean, if you don't want guns, I mean, guns. You know, they're dangerous. We all know that they do have protective abilities, but statistically, they're just as dangerous as, uh, you know, like you're more likely to whatever the statistic is. I don't remember what exactly it is, but you're more likely to hurt somebody that you don't intend to hurt with a gun in the house than you are to on the off chance that you have a perpetrator. That is uh, some good qualified nonsense. I don't remember what the statistic is, but I'm going to say it out loud. Um, <laughs> no, well, I don't remember the, what kidding, the number kidding. is. So I don't, no, I mean that's a, that's that's a fair call out. But I but I'm isn't kidding. that isn't that a thing? Isn't that is well? Am I making that up? So no, that's no. I think you know on, on statistically you're right. But I would so I I currently deal with this in my household. I I would be curious to know your husband's background with it. So for me, I grew up with. Um, you know, my family are all cattle ranchers and guns are a part of our lives and they are tools and they are useful and they will protect you, not just from people, but from predators when you're out doing cattle drives. Um, and my wife is adamantly against it and she did not grow up with them. And, you know, it's it's a constant battle in our house. I would I would like to have them for, you know, God forbid the the instance that we do need one to protect our home. I do also just enjoy them. I used to shoot, I used to, I didn't shoot competitive, but we used to shoot, um, you know, clay pigeons with my dad, all, seemingly almost every weekend. And that was enjoyable. That was a hobby. That was a pastime. And you know what my, my wife knows is when, when my parents pass, I'm going to be inheriting a shitload of guns. So we're going to have to figure out a way to do that. And we've already talked about how to fundamentally store them 
so not everything is next to each other. Uh, and I do feel that there's there is a responsible way to do it and come in the middle. And uh, yeah, the, to kind of echo what Matt said, this is um, a com- <laughs> almost the exact same conversation I've had with uh, my wife. Um, I, I mean, we don't have little ones in the house to worry about getting their hands on a gun, but um, it is kind of a point of contention. I am more in favor of it. She is firmly opposed to it. Uh, but to your point, you know, there, there are tons of non-lethal weapons on the market, self-defense weapons, um, you know, the baseball bats, there's batons, bean, beanbag guns, pepper spray, pepper spray guns that even look like the real thing. Um, you know, realistic looking pellet and airsoft guns, uh, so you could go that route that might um i mean if he's looking for something that just uh, i guess you'd, you'd want to assess is he looking to actually like hurt somebody like kill someone <laughs> uh, or is he just looking to scare an intruder off because you, you can get you know they, they, they do make very realistic looking airsoft guns that you know aren't lethal that that's a that might kind of placate him so my my digital marketing agency actually did the uh, the social media and photos and videos for uh, the gun shop here locally in Ridgefield, and they had a product that I found very interesting. It's called Burna B Y R N A, and they are a CO two powered gun that has a cartridge with multiple different varieties. You could get the and they're like they're paintball sized loads, and they're either hard plastic or you can get one that has um, like a pepper ball in them. So not only does it hurt like hell to get shot with it, you have a cloud that bursts in your face once it, once it shoots and it hits you, but it's again, CO2 powered, it's bright orange. Um, and it's something that you could in theory, keep next to your bed because it's not lethal, but it hurts like hell. And I was like, that was actually pretty interesting to kind of find that right demographic that wants self-defense, but doesn't want to have the potential of of killing um although so maybe check something out like with that. the <laughs> with the pepper spray bullets you could end up gassing yourself as well <laughs> so you you could but um I, I don't know check them out they're called burna they're, they're pretty cool um and i think they're like that happy medium for this exact conversation well so i'm i'm actually interested for the sake of conversation because i know this doesn't necessarily apply to anonymous but for the sake of conversation you both are more on the side of having guns to some capacity what's the what's the what would be the purpose so matt you said there's a level of sport with it um and also for um you know like as a tool in a in a ranch like setting which makes sense to me but you're not in a ranch like setting and brandon you're also in a sort of suburban area what's what's the purpose what would be the purpose for you guys having guns feeling like a big man no uh (laughs) (laughs) and that's why and that's why your wife won't let you get one (laughs) (laughs) like you know matt said like any guns are are fun to shoot they're undeniably fun to shoot oh Um, sure no i i can't disagree with that but another part of it is uh 
it you know this is probably going to get political but i there's a lot of extremism right now in the country Mm -hmm. and especially armed extremism Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like a way to combat that is to fight fire with fire not to get into a firefight but um even though that's what i literally just said but uh (laughs) sure no but like figuratively like like um like toting i think think it's sort of a thing like i i think normally under normal circumstances not people don't really need to be carrying guns around but i kind of the way things have kind of ratcheted up you know with proud boys and stuff like that like Mm-hmm. Uh, an armed society is a polite society <laughs> so yeah I, I actually had this conversation this weekend with I went to dinner with some friends and for some reason this got brought up but I heard somebody say that I would assume never would purchase a gun in their life because they are just of the mentality like I don't need it they purchased two during during COVID and they said that they're incredibly happy now that they have there's because like Brandon said, I don't want to make it political, but your police can't police. You're in a world that is increasingly hostile. You're around people that are just arguing with each other all the time. And he said, I don't feel like anybody will come to my defense except for myself, for me and my family. So I want to have them on hand. And it's also the point of him saying, look, I get that they're fun and I would like to know how to do them better. I would like to know how to handle them better. I would like to have those safety courses. But he bought, you know, he bought a shotgun and a nine millimeter. And he's like, I would like to know at least how to aim it properly. And I'd like to know it in and out. I bought a shotgun. What if I want to go hunting with it? What if I want to get a, you know, go out and start bird hunting? Cool. Awesome. But at the end of the day, it was for him saying, I feel like I have to protect myself, which is, again, a person that I would have never thought in a million years. I would have heard him say, I'm only not only going to buy one. I'm going to buy two, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I think if you um I I I wasn't always um in favor of owning a firearm. I was very much against them for a long time, but I I've kind of I don't know, I, I, I sort of see it as not increasingly necessary, but it is uh enshrined in the constitution to, <laughs> uh that, that we do have a right to have one and you know why not like yeah i mean i i don't uh like i I said i i I would be more concerned if i were you know in your guys' position and i did have children around um and you know uh like uh, sorry to interrupt but also going to anonymous um we we've had conversations because me and my business partner are both on the on the blue side but we both enjoy firearms again and we've had these conversations with this gun shop owner so people that I would have previously thought you'd walk in and you'd question anything to them. They'd say, well, you can get out. This is my constitutional, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I think you'll find if you go in and actually have these conversations, like here in Washington state, we're passing new legislator, new legislation about magazine control and, you know, all this magazine limits. And we bring this up to this gun shop owner. And he said, this is stuff that should have been done years and years and years and years ago. I was like, well, what about, you know, taking guns away from from people that are mentally unstable? He's like, again, something that should have been in existence already. 
he's like, it's even harder now to do it the further and further we get into it. So I think you'll, you know, if, if your question is about being a responsible gun owner, I think you'll find like, if you just go have these conversations with people that you feel like you might disagree with, you'll have an actually very healthy conversation with them. So I'd encourage you to go just talk about it. And I, I, I don't feel like, um, I don't, I, I feel like most of the time, the majority of the time people don't need a gun, you know, uh, but it is, it does kind of, um, it does, it does offer a peace of mind in a way. Mm-hmm. What, what say you, Jake? Mm, eh, I mean, I really, <clears throat> I enjoy guns. Um, I think, um, I, 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 and honestly, that's against my, my personal better judgment. Um, I don't think that they are um, a necessary thing to have, although there's certainly arguments for um, <clears throat> the. I, I I think that I think that um, education is really important. So obviously, exploring. Um, you know, people that you wouldn't necessarily normally talk to, like Matt was describing, having conversations, um, and becoming educated, <clears throat> not in like an echo, cha- not in either echo chamber, <laughs> but like a, a real life, uh, understanding and a real life, um, uh, you know, seeking, seeking actual information about a subject like firearms is really important. Um, I don't trust my, um, I I wouldn't trust firearms in my house. Um, I've seen my kids pick up things that are dangerous, that are not guns that, um, either what, like if they're toy guns or if they're other objects. And I don't, I don't trust that the, um, the level of media consumption that they have in comparison to the objects that they find around them that I don't think that smart choices would be made. Um, and that's, that's painting my kids in a poor light, but I think it's just natural. Like I think they're bombarded with, um, well, part of that also comes down to storage and access, correct? Well, right. And, and actually that, that, that's an interesting element of this whole conversation is yes, I think you could get guns and you could store them appropriately and you could restrict their access greatly. And then that begs the question why you have them in the first place, because if you have to unlock a safe and unlock a trigger lock, your the, the, the reason for having them becomes further and further useful or further and further away from being useful because presumably you're not seeing whatever issue that is causing you alarm to get your gun is it's not, it's going to be, you're not going to have that kind of time. I would imagine. I mean, unless there's like a political uprising in your state and like state borders shut down and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's, it's a thing of, it's a thing of a Hollywoodized um, sort of uh, disaster, except for in 2020, they were shutting down state borders. So it's not but so the water wars are anymore. coming. So <laughs> just, to, uh, just to, yeah, I guess I, I, I just went on a tangent there, but, but yeah, I, I just, the, 
the both sides of the argument. I get that there's, um, good, and I think that's subjective stuff. to the, to the people, because I, I guarantee you, if we were to have this conversation with somebody like my parents, they would hear in the same conversation or the same episode, we just talked about you being 10 years old and making alcoholic drinks for your parents. So you had mm-hmm. access. You could like, what was stopping you from just downing a bunch of stuff that could have killed you, you know? And so you had access and you're, you know, that was encouraged in your household, which is fine. Cause you did it responsibly and you were taught. Right. And I think it's one mm-hmm. of those, if you're, if my kids were around it, if we were going out hunting every season and filling our freezer full of meat and, you know, if we were those people, I, I do think there's, there are fundamental difference. And I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare, you know, your kids to, and to say that that's, that's right for your family. Right. So to, to not, to not have them as fair for your family, but I don't think that's fair to say for every family because they're off, there are off grid families that need firearms as a tool to provide. So sure. I think, yeah. I think those are two, two very different, uh, well, I think we're, but, but we're also talking about, I mean, we're not really talking about the off-grid families, right? Those, those people. Well, and to, to kind of use, use them as, as tools. Get it, get it actually use back them as to anonymous, anonymous question. I, I do think that they're, they're kind of more, it doesn't sound like. Leaning towards self-defense. Like, like her husband wants to go hunting or, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it either, it sounds like hobbyist or self-defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not really necessarily addressed, but, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, like saying, hey, I want to I want to at least start getting into it. It's like, fine. I mean, have some hard and fast rules. You have to go take this class. Who knows? It might lead into your husband getting into hunting and you might be, you know, getting primo primo elk meat that you should, you know, versus like store bought beef. Who knows? Yeah. You never know where that goes, but just have those open conversations with them. I do think that that you can only benefit from from becoming more educated in the subject because we all exist in our own echo chambers, and the the more you can learn, um, a, a, as much as you can learn objective facts or objective information about a subject, the better. And then you can make your own, you know, you can make your own decisions on on on, on this sort of thing. Uh, I would guess that your your education in guns in general firearms in general is probably pretty low and and you know not as an insult but just like if you've never been into it and you've always been against it then you probably don't know much on the subject so learn yourself some about it and then you can have a more educated conversation with your partner to yeah. figure out what's best for your household take take the class together and I, I will say um you know, if you are worried about like, you, you don't want your husband to go down like the NRA kind of path or whatever. Um, this this is overtly political, but I do um, most major cities uh, in the country have a socialist rifle association that do um, classes and training, and they even do like. Uh, mutual aid and outreach to the community and things like that. So if uh, you're more left leaning, you know, you can hit them up. <laughs> I will also say like, if the concern is that they're going to go down this like rabbit hole of wanting guns, I have never seen that happen unless it's somebody that's been around it for a very long time. 
Like I've never seen somebody purchase their first gun and then be like, you know what? I need to know how that next one shoots or I need to know how that next one feels like I've seen. It's, two not, styles. Like, it's not like uh, it's not like a tattoo, like, you know, people yeah. get a tattoo and they're like, I need my whole sleeve. Right. It's like I've never yeah. seen anybody just be like, oh, God, I got to get that next one because like they, they all shoot the same. They, they shoot the same, you know, for the most part. It's like, sure, shoot a handgun and shoot a shotgun. Sure, they kick different and one hurts more. It's like, but I've never seen anybody go down this weird rabbit hole of like hoarding guns and turn into this like psycho fanatic. Like doomsday prepper. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, and I've been around it for all my whole life. I've never seen any. I, I have a lot of family members that have a lot of different guns, but it's just because they enjoy them. But they've, yeah, I've never seen anybody start hoarding. Anyway, anonymous. I would suggest at like the very least go to a gun store and have these conversations with your husband or volunteer to go to a class together and at least hear the other side. You have your side. Hear the other side. Yeah. Listen to him. You stuck up. No, uh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Yo, that's not a way to, just that's not no. a way to win an argument. <laughs> no. Uh, or yeah. Or just, or just like, Tell you know, one day your husband's just going to come home with a gun and be like, "Oh, I can't sell it now. You can file off this serial number." (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, there there are the statistics about you know murder victims are most often domestic partners and stuff like that. So, but that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best of luck. (laughs) and, and I was trying. Says, I was trying to end with like, take a class, learn each other. Like, no, yeah, you're yeah. like, well, your husband's probably going to kill you. <laughs> the, the last, the last word in the uh, anonymous's note is help! Exclamation point. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> Hope that helped. Hey, I would say. I would just say, yeah. I think that. I mean, especially with the gun argument, it's so. I'm going to say that it's closed minded, especially on both sides. It's closed minded. And I think those conversations need to be had on both sides. Yeah, I, I do think there's there are a lot of um, presumptions and unknowns uh, on both sides that it, 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 it that that's made it a pretty touchy subject and really hard to it, it feels very emotional and especially like a lot of people do tie it into rights and things you know so it, it's um it's a it's a, a, a tricky tricky thing to to talk about yeah and we could talk about this all night but anonymous we do have one other question to get to so we wish so, you the best of luck let us know how it goes good luck anonymous our next question comes to rick uh comes to us from ricky of salem oregon ricky writes Hi, all. On previous episodes, Matt and Brandon mentioned meeting their wives online. Any tips for building the best online dating profile possible in order to attract a potential spouse? I am a 32-year-old straight male looking for a similarly aged straight female, by the way. Perfect. Take all of your weird habits, collectibles, anything quirky about you, and make sure that they're present in your photos. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, um, yeah, first off, you want a good, up-to-date face and body pick. You should yeah, be cl- don't be deceptive as to who you physically are. I, you, you should be clothed. Um, I don't think, you know, 
Like, but sh- you should allude to the <laughs> fact that you have a huge old donkey dong. <laughs> Stuff your. Pants. I was gonna say like I was gonna say tummy tank. Uh, to, to be fair, this question isn't directed towards me, so I'll just <laughs> I'll just be over here making jokes. Um, I would also suggest, uh, even though in our last segment we talked a lot about hunting, I would say no dead animals in your pictures. Uh, if you like fishing and hunting, you should mention but that in your profile. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think you need to post, you know, pics of dead fish or deer or elk. Uh, I, I've heard from a number of women that that's kind of a turn off. <laughs> Just save it until they like come over to your house and then they see all the taxidermy around. Sure. Yeah. Save it. For- <laughs> you want to come back to my place and then you go in and it's like old wildlife safari club downtown Estacada. But then you'd impress her with dinner bear. if you have a you know chest freezer full of meat. Mm. Assuming it's Ooh, animal. Spooky. Um, spooky. <laughs> uh, I would say like this is and this is tricky. I would say be true to who you are. But if you have something that might be a little quirky, maybe don't put it out there. I don't know. Or put it out there up to you. Like, I don't know if you have like a strange. I don't you're you have a, a, a something that you collect that might be deemed as unique or weird. Maybe Freezer don't throw meat. that out there yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't throw that out there. Well, no, I mean, I really like I really like to collect recorders. I have eighteen hundred recorders and I like to play them all. I was like, (laughs) "Eh, maybe just don't put that out there quite yet. But at the same time, don't try to be deceptive. You know, don't uh, you know, you want to let your natural sense of humor come out. Um, Yeah, I'm saying like maybe go a couple dates and then put it out there, like have have her like you for you and then be like, hey, you know what? And she'll ask, like, what are you into? He's like, well, I uh, I really like recorders. And then woo her. Player of the Lord of the Rings thing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd also say uh, create a, a friendly profile. Don't make a list of negative things or things that you aren't looking for. Oh yeah, stay, staying positive with all of your yeah. Don't say uh, no fat chicks, no blah 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 or whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, also <laughs> at the same time, don't make a narrow list of things that you're looking for because I think that could also turn people off. If you're like, I'm only looking for women between the ages of 18 and 19 who are white <laughs> and blonde, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, it looks um, like you're looking for something else. <laughs> yeah, you want to cast a wide net if possible. Doesn't mind putting lotion on the well in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, something I would suggest is if you do see someone you like, uh, ask them out on a date immediately. Uh, like, I feel like a lot of online dating kind of uh, goes off the rails when there's way too much communication beforehand uh before actually meeting up especially like through texts or ims or whatever like you, yeah that's a good that's a good point kind of tend to build up unrealistic expectations and um and really you're you're not the the same person uh via text as you are in person so I yeah, would don't say, chat with somebody for like two weeks and then finally meet up and realize there's no chemistry. That's just a waste of time. Like it, it's just really easy to be like, "Hi, I think you're pretty. Want to go out sometime?" And that might seem pushy, but I don't or know. Or superficial. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, that's the, that's the tricky thing about online profiles. Like, you have to visually be attracted to them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, in I mean, re- if you're like, in a social for situation, life and period. You know, if if you're at a, a I mean, bar yeah. or whatever, you will decide to approach someone based on how they look. You know, it's yeah, or if they look like they're having fun, or yeah. you know, whatever. Jake, what would your perfect online dating profile look like? It would Jake, be I got a fake nose and I can juggle. <laughs> full of, yeah, full of quirks. Uh, honestly, it's exhausting to try and be someone different than you are. Um, if it's not initially, it will be. And then you could work into a situation where you're like, if you're already prone to be hiding stuff about yourself. I mean, listen, at, at 32, hopefully you have had a number of instances where you've tried to put on a persona that is unlike your true self whether it be for work or whether it be for a relationship or or whatever or for like you know any number of situations where you have to put something on emotionally it's just just save yourself the hassle and and don't worry about how many misses that will yield because it's online dating. There'll be a lot of misses, um, but it's more important to take care of yourself. And but you're just looking for that of... one misses. Hey, Oh, nice. Jake, what, would you, what would your, what would your, what would your tagline be at the top? What would the tagline be at your profile? Um, I'm Jake. I like pigs. And I hope you do too. No, uh, <laughs> no fat. I would, I, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> Except Gosh, for I don't, I don't. I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Um, you like juggling balls. <laughs> um, I, I I ramble. I'm difficult to follow, but I can make you laugh. Um, if not while we're at dinner in bed, done. Bing. I Hashtag a, uh... stiff Manhattans. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can balance a ladder on my face. Let's see what else can get it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anonymous or wait, no, you're not anonymous. Ricky. Uh Ricky. Ricky. Uh good luck. I think the moral of the story is be uh be true to who you are, but maybe don't necessarily put everything out there. Good and advice. on that note, we're gonna take a break and figure out what our profile should be. Just in case we need them after this episode. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> And welcome back from the break, Matt. I believe Gosh, you... that was a that was a nice break. That, yeah, that's a good one. relaxing time. <laughs> and oh yeah, that yeah, was we, uh... I didn't mean to be like oh yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah. All right, this is uh, this is the point of the episode where we do lightning round questions. We ask each of us one question, well, three questions, but we'll go around talking about one first, and we take one to two minutes or less on each one. So let's go ahead and start with Jake. What is the cringiest thing you did as a teenager? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> one of my, one of my, uh, one of my, um, like tidbits about me that I'll probably share at some point, but now I can't will be the fact that I was homeschooled and I was, uh, um, 
homeschooled during middle school, which is when you learn a lot of your maturing social interactions. Um, and so these guys were nice enough to take me in as their friends. Uh, but that was not without a bit of pain on their side, I'm sure. And so I, I mean, the cringiest, like, I don't, I don't know, dude, uh, like, uh, an absolute laundry list of things um yeah this is a a tough question do you guys uh, want me to take over and uh lead off sure I go mean, for I it yes all right so sixth grade i'm gonna try to keep this brief i was trying to impress my very first girlfriend nikki calcano i hope she's listening because she's nikki still calcano was nikki your first calcano. oh that's right i remember she was, that she was my I, first girlfriend we dated for all of like three days and we didn't speak to each other the entire time. I think it was all done like through people. But I digress. Uh, that means it's official. Our, yeah, well, yeah. Sixth grade, man. Our teachers were on strike. And we had oh, substitute teachers for, God, weeks. Weeks and weeks and weeks. And like the substitutes came in and they did nothing. Like they put on movies. I was like, all right, well, cool. Here we go. And I forget where the conversation started from, but our, our teacher, he just seemed like this sad sap and he was, everybody just kept giving him like relentless shit. And he's like, you think I want to be here? What do you think I normally do with my time? And I was like, well, maybe you're just like hooking on the street corner or something. And he looked and he's like, get out. And I was like, I called my teacher, I called my substitute teacher a prostitute. And I go, I like, I stand outside and he comes outside. He's like, I could get you expelled if I wanted to. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a funny. It wasn't even like witty. I was just like, I don't know. Maybe you're a hooker. <laughs> and, uh, God, that was it's that. in middle school are such little bastards. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, he, he scared me shitless, like with his threats, but I was just, yeah. Anyway, she, she dumped me after that, but that was pretty cringy. <laughs> so your your cringiness caused a breakup. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Anyway. Next. I guess that's why they call it the blues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I'm trying to think of the cringiest thing. I, I um I have uh, things that I don't want to repeat on here. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, this wow. is tough. All right. Well, we can skip this question. Pass. Skip. Uh, all right. Would you fake your own death if it meant protecting your family? Yes, one hundred percent. Protecting them? How? Yeah. What? Like, protecting them? What situation? Well, I mean, like protecting Some, I mean, them from from something, like something a cringy that, story about their teenage years. <laughs> something no. that calls for them to be protected, like from. their lives. Yeah. Oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of course like all right yeah sure i'd i'd be on the lamb for sure i'd fake my own death just to you know get away from your family for shits get a minute just, just, <laughs> just for shits and gigs <laughs> um all right next question what world record do you think you have a shot at beating oh hmm uh longest amount of time between uh defecation 
that's, that's not good. So you have. You, uh, uh, I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> you're gonna. And, you're and, gonna, and, and you're gonna try to beat co- Elvis over there, or what? And it will <laughs> coincide with me faking my own death, <laughs> or, or realizing your own death. <laughs> I would say probably. Actually, I, I saw something yesterday that um, it, it kind of surprised me that the world record for most amount of M&Ms stacked on top of each other is <laughs> only six. What? Yeah. Um, I feel like I could beat that. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, similarly to that, I don't think there's a world record for it, but when Margot was a baby... She is a champion sleeper and she had one of those like marshmallow suits that she slept in. It's like it's like a comforting blanket. She looks like Maggie Simpson when she dresses up to go into the snow. Mm-hmm. And there was a Cheerio challenge going around of stacking Cheerios on your baby's head while they sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I got an obnoxious amount because she sleeps so well. I think I could probably beat that record. I, I think- might go do it right now. Inversely to Jake's, I feel like I could beat the record for most amount of time spent on the toilet. <laughs> so, did you know that Louis Armstrong had uh, his entire bathroom was gold plated because he spent so much time in there, and he had some sort of uh, uh, he he called it an elixir or whatever, but he would um he he would give like people he like famous people he'd meet like kings and queens and shit he would like be like hey this will help you poop and he loved it he loved it in there so it's, it's, i went to visit his uh his house in flushing in uh in new york i guess i don't know if it was actually flushing it was in queens and uh and it's a beautiful beautiful bathroom but like i mean if you're into gold but it was just like all gold he just didn't play the brown note for people yeah i guess not hmm. what do you think the brown note is yeah. <laughs> probably really it's really low it's got to be low hmm. all right well that does it for uh that does it for our lightning rounds uh we'll circle back and see what jake and brandon did yeah, as I've, cringy teenagers i, I mean if, if you wanted to say a... like cringy like you were kind of a shitbag jake with taking the vehicle that you own and just rear-ending people just for fun oh yeah well <laughs> i mean i th- i still think that's funny <laughs> like i don't know that that's cringy <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, Luke and I, my brother and I, we'd play tag sometimes. This is not responsible. Like this is dangerous. Don't do that. But but we would play we would play a little card tag, and it was funny. Well, that sounds like an episode to me, boys. <laughs> boys. Yeah. Great. Well, thank- uh, great, Chad. <laughs> Anonymous. Go to a gun. Go to a gun class, Ricky. Be sure to no no topless photos. <laughs> So thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, qualified underscore nonsense on Instagram and TikTok, qualified nonsense on Facebook, or at QN Podcast on Twitter. Music provided by Andromeda. Special thanks to Anonymous and Ricky for the, this week's questions. We'll see you back here next week for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense. Spray you with those word bullets. You could say safe out there. (laughs) 